The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Same ground, different sound. You're in homo ground. I'm your host, Jack Atcha, and this is episode 178. Hey, Homo Ground listeners, this is Jack Atcha, and I am recording from the corner of Dean Street and New York Avenue in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. I'm recording from here because I'm actually moments away from sitting down and collecting submissions for today's episode, and I'm on my way home from the bodega with a coffee and a breakfast sandwich, and I'm sitting here still trying to write the episode, essentially. So somebody from ACAST asked us if we planned on doing a David Bowie tribute on the podcast. And we said we we hadn't really thought about it. You know, we're a submission-based episode, so our content is purely around the artists that submit their music to the podcast. But then I thought about it, and I said, well... I mean, David Bowie was a queer icon. Maybe there's something there. Why don't I just go ahead and reach out to some artists that have been on the podcast before and see if they have any David Bowie covers and maybe if they want to say a thing or two about how he's influenced their gender politics or their queer identity and even their songwriting. I gotta say, I was really surprised by the results. First of all, not as many people as I thought would have like a Bowie cover hidden up their sleeves like maybe some recording somewhere like maybe with an old band or whatever it turns out nobody had anything but they wanted to contribute so with a three-day deadline everybody you hear on this episode they found nooks and crannies in their schedules around work around school around performing with their actual band uh, just to take a moment to write and record something for this episode The way this podcast came together was very inspiring, too, because we've just joined forces with Acast, who now do our hosting. I downloaded the app last week, and I really like it. It is a perfect aid for discovering new podcasts. Acast is a platform for storytellers. It's for podcast listeners and podcasters. It makes it easier for us to connect with one another and share our ideas. Homoground turns five this month, and ringing in a new era with ACAST, I'm just really excited to present this episode, 178 of the Homoground podcast, a David Bowie tribute.
Like most people of our generation, my first Bowie memory is his performance in The Labyrinth, which may or may not have influenced my obsession with combining puppets and music. Then, as a little queer freak kid, I was thrilled to discover the rest of his work and his beautiful weirdness. I guess I've always appreciated his oddness and the fact that the oddness didn't seem forced or in lieu of actual songs. His melodies and arrangements are just so good. Ashes to Ashes is such an interesting song in the way that it is self-referential about his life and art, something he obviously did again with his final album and his haunting Lazarus video. I agree with Carrie Brownstein's quote about it feeling like something elemental is gone. Even if you aren't a Bowie superfan, I think there's still this feeling that he should be here making music. If you'd like to hear more from Haley Wojcik, please look up episode 166 of the Homo Ground podcast. And for now, enjoy her tribute to David Bowie, Ashes to Ashes. Thank you. 
It's very difficult to listen to David Bowie for me right now. Months ago, I found out about the CSA stuff, and I swore off the man. I'm not one of those who can easily separate art and artist. I was having trouble listening to any Bowie at all, or not wincing at a Bowie reference. It disgusts me that this is surely rape apologetics, but I suppose on some level I hope that all the accounts of what a kind, gentle, humble, caring, considerate person Joan seemed to be might be evidence that, if asked, he would admit that what he did was wrong, and that he grew from the experience, and perhaps even made amends. Can actions damn us for a lifetime? I suppose it's more important to me to have these issues discussed out in the open than it is for me to have a rock star hero that's devoid of any evil doing. Now I'm having difficulty listening to Black Star because I love it. And I guess I loved David Bowie. The polyphonic octave effect on his vocals on the title track really viscerally remind me of the music video to Lazarus, although a separate song. The jarring, sickly movements of the dancers in the Black Star video, the infirm convulsions in his Lazarus video, and the shakiness of his voice all remind me of mortality, and of the death of the body, and pain, and reality. Indeed, I have some friends that might even want to disown me because of this Bowie cover that I'm sharing. I recorded it for a fellow man who is not straight, who is a musician, who also shares my abhorrence that leaves us feeling conflicted in our mourning. In further examples of not being able to relate anything directly, I suppose my fondness for Bowie came through Jonathan Rhys Myers as Brian Slade in Velvet Goldmine. Not only did that movie turn me on just as a queer human with a body and urges, it turned me on to glam in a way that it had never resonated with me, except perhaps Hedwig. The saxophones on Blackstar remind me of the Venus and Furs tracks from the Velvet Goldmine soundtrack, specifically 2HB, the Roxy music cover, in which Tom York sings, Your cigarette traces a ladder. I'm not sure I have a better metaphor for Bowie's assumption into the unknown. To hear more music from Isaac Arms, check out his band Withershins on episode 170. And for now, enjoy his cover of Wild is the Wind. Wild is the wind. 
Touch me. I hear the sound of mandolins. Spring to me, all things to me. Don't you know your life itself? Don't you know your life itself? The first time I actually saw David Bowie was in Zoolander. I know, that's a bit late in the game, but my family was more conservative in my youth. Our house was filled with music, but any artist with a particular progressive identity was kind of intentionally left out of my environment. I remember seeing David Bowie in the scene where he judges the underground catwalk competition and thinking, who is this person? This magnificent person. He was so androgynous compared to my very binary upbringing in Texas. I asked my mother who he was and I later heard Suffragette City on the radio. David Bowie showed me that one's queerness or identity can have absolutely nothing to do with the art the person is making. In a way, he gave me courage to accept myself, be bold in my identity, and be a little strange. To hear more music from Danielle Grubb, please check out episode 164 of the Homo Ground podcast. And for now, enjoy her version of Suffragette City.
David Bowie was, in every meaning of the word, an innovator. A true artist more so than anyone who has come before or even after him, constantly reinventing himself and yet being true to his identity at the same time. The main thing I've taken away from Bowie's life and career is the power to have sheer, untainted pride in myself and my art. Who I am is for me to decide, as in what I wear, the image I put out, and the music I make. I'm inspired to take more risks, and the songs I write become more interesting, and I take more pride in them. It's often really difficult to have this mentality, but having an icon like him in music's recent history is a beautiful reminder. I know that I can embrace all parts of me, because Bowie did too. To hear more from Celestial, check out episode 163 of the Homo Ground podcast, and for right now, enjoy her cover of Heroes. You, 
Before I share with you all the final submission for the David Bowie tribute episode, I want to remind you all to come out to Homo Ground's fifth birthday party, which is this Thursday on January 21st. Lynn and I both have birthdays too. We're officially entering our early 30s, so it's a combined celebration, and we would love nothing more than to see as many listeners as possible, as many artists who have submitted to our podcast. We're having the party at the ACAST New York headquarters, which is at 72 Allen Street in the Lower East Side. Find us on the third floor, get some free beer compliments of PBR, who came in at the last second to sponsor this event. No wristbands, no door cover. Just good music, excellent food from Yad Dog Vegan who are supplying us with their plant-based vegan gluten-free hot dogs. Trust me, they are delicious. The party will be from 6 to 10 p.m. The track you heard earlier in this episode was Lost World by Radioactive Chickenheads. You can find more of their music on episode 142. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing that track with us. It's not a David Bowie cover, but he told me that the song was directly inspired by his music, and I think you can tell. My heart is warmed by how many of you got back to me so quickly with your words and your ideas about the death of David Bowie. I would share some of my personal thoughts, but really after four hours of editing, I think Mr. Bowie knows how I feel about him. Finishing off this episode is a collaboration by Max Savage and Kid in the Attic. For more music from Kid in the Attic, you can visit several episodes of Homo Ground, most notably episodes 134 and 121. In an appropriate end to what I think is a beautiful tribute, Max Savage had this to share. Who were you, David? Were you ever really here? Your genderless voodoo has us in tears. Who's going to save us now? Nothing remains. Everything remains. Until we meet this Thursday at Homo Ground's fifth birthday party, enjoy... All the Young Dudes by Kid in the Attic and Max Savage. This is Jack Atcha signing off. Drink a lot.